Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, Mr. Brian Berryfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. Hey, what's going on? Man, it's, it's a great morning. It's another it's another crazy weekend. And following into it, we, we, hey, we going at 100 miles per hour again, man. Oh, yeah, most definitely, bro. Most definitely. Yeah, man. So I know you're already headed to the game to cover the uh, – the Texans and the Buffalo Bills game, but uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, man, I thought we change it up just a just a little quick little uh, just a quick little sample of what what took place last yesterday, really uh, in the college football world, man. Um, I think I saw I want to say four uh, four top four of the top ten of the national uh, top twenty five teams dropped. Um, we saw the number two ranked team drop, um, the number six ranked team drop, the number seven. Number eight um, dropped all their games. So four out of the top ten uh, ranked you know, teams. Go ahead. You know, know what that means, right? What that mean, man? That mean hook them horns, baby. They're going to be at least number six or maybe number five. Not only that, man, like I think they're going to move up. Um, and this this is the game that we definitely about to get into. I think Florida might uh, etch into possibly the top ten. Michigan's going to move into the top ten. But uh, if anybody's going to move up, man, it's got to be LSU, bro. I think a lot of people have been sleeping on LSU this whole year, bro. Oh, so here's the thing. What do you uh, – okay. LSU, I, I don't know what to – it's like – okay, I'll put it like this. LSU is like being on uh, – let's just say one of those dating websites. <laughs> and, like, you know, you're looking at you're looking at the pictures, you're looking at the pictures, then you look at one picture, you'd be like, okay. And then you look at the other picture with the Snapchat filter on it, you'd be like, oh, wow. Uh, who, then they lose, They lost last week to. Uh, oh my God, I can't think who LSU lost to. They lost to Florida. They yes. lost to Florida, and then this week they beat Georgia. So, which LSU team are you going? Are you going to get the average one or the one with the filter? Yeah, like or it's or it's like um, you remember that, that scene on uh, on Friday where uh, old girl was trying to hook Smokey up with uh, with her friend. <laughs> yeah, she had him juiced up talking about yeah, I'm you know I'm about five five, look like Janet Jackson. <laughs> She come up, she's talking about looking like Freddie Jackson. That's exactly yeah. what the LSU Tigers are, bro. Um, LSU's – here's my thing about LSU, bro. Like, I can't really determine who they really are until they play, like, um, Alabama, um, Auburn, or Georgia. Like, them three teams, well, I can't even really put Auburn in this year because yeah. Auburn – as an Auburn's dropped, like, I think, like, three in a row. But um, I can't really determine who LSU is until I see them play against Georgia or uh, Alabama. So – Okay, they got their win against Georgia. And not to mention, bro, like, Jake Fromm didn't look good at all. They didn't run the ball at all. Um, I, I, if I don't remember recalling, I didn't see Holyfield getting any touches until the second half of the game. So, I don't know what uh, Kirby Smart had, 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 what was his agenda, but um, LSU just beat him in all three aspects of the game, just from top down, bro. But, um, you know, I, I think LSU, a lot of people slept on them, but like you said, we just don't know which team we're going to get, and I think they they, they are going to move into the top ten, but um, I really won't know until they play, I think, Alabama, uh, whenever that is. I think it's definitely within the next few weeks, so um, it's definitely interesting to see that. Um, unfortunately, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, they'll move up within the top three, probably, 
It's, they should have lost yesterday too. They should have lost, but here's my thing about it. here's here's the here's the crazy thing about college football, bro. <clears throat> um, I think Georgia they may have a chance to get back in the SEC championship game, depending on how everything else plays out. We already know Bama's probably going to run the table. Um, Ohio State, if they can beat Michigan, Michigan looks like they're starting to research all over again. Um, they should they should be able to take the Big Ten as well. Um, I don't know. The Pac-12, with Oregon beating Washington yesterday, the number 17-ranked team beating the number 7-ranked team, I think the Pac-12 has no chance of getting into the college football playoff. Um, I don't know about Texas yet, just due to the fact that they do they did get that one loss, but they've beaten everybody else. And not to mention, they do got a Big 12 championship game. But then, you know, with West Virginia losing yesterday, that, that kind of hurts them as well. So here's, what, here's my problem with Notre Dame. And this is what I'm getting to, BB. More than likely, if all the, if everything plays out and Notre Dame somehow ends up with running the table and winning every single one of their games, unfortunately, they're going to be in the college football playoff and they're going to get steamrolled by whoever they play against, bro. Like, what do we? What, what's the? What's the? Why can't Notre Dame just get into a conference? They won't. I mean, you think about it, man. They have their, their advantage is the fact that they're they're not in a conference, and so they schedule who they want to schedule, and it leaves it leaves them outside of you know, playing uh, like real competition. Right. And so they, they jump into a conference, man, and then they lose one or two games. You still don't have that independent factor where the voters can still be like, well, look at Notre Dame. They're attractive. And they also know Notre Dame is playing is playing the game the the, the way that actually, and this is, this is going to sound crazy, but they're playing the game that the, the, the way it's supposed to be played as far as with college football and the voters because they stay outside, they stay independent, they win this game. They look attractive, and there's nothing that they can say. You can't say, "Oh, well, they lost in the, uh, you know, they lost in the uh, championship game, you know, um, conference championship game, or this, that, other," because they don't have one. And so they just keep winning, keep winning, keep winning, and then they'll just, you know, get to a game and get blown out like they did against Alabama in the national title. Game. And that's what I expect. That's going to happen. They're going to probably more than likely if they can, if they're able to run the table. Um, I think the only threat they have really at this point is USC, but USC, I don't really know what's, what their agenda is. Um, now, here, uh, here's the other thing, though. Like, uh, in all honesty, you know, I make fun of Notre Dame or whatever the case may be. They actually have a really good uh, – they so their team is big. Mm-hmm. Not only are their linemen big, but their receivers are huge. Right. And, and so – Is Ken Griffey Jr.'s son still on that team? I'm not for sure. I don't know their roster – um, you know, I, I don't know their roster like that, but you know, just looking at them, um, you know, just looking at them on, on on TV, it's it's one of those things, man, where you're just like, wow, this team is huge. Like if you if you remember the uh, the touchdown that won the game for them on yesterday, man, uh, that receiver is like six four, six five, and he's and he's a thick six four, right. six five, and so you know they have that advantage, and you know they have big offensive linemen. Uh, their linebacker, uh, I can't think of it. So I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know Notre Dame's roster like that, right. like I said earlier. But, you know, they have a good, you know, a good defense as well. So, I mean, this year may be the year that they look better now that they made the quarterback change. But by the same token, man, you never know what's, you know, what's going to happen. And then, hey, I got a question for you. What's up? Is Matt Tateo's girlfriend still at Notre Dame? <laughs> oh, she, she was never at Notre Dame. She, she lived in another state, right? Something like that. <laughs> Look, I always wonder, like, when if you send her flowers, like, where did they go? But that's good. Did they go to like a warehouse, or did they go like, <laughs> did they go to somebody's office? Like, could you imagine if you're if you just like the person that sent Matt Tatel the address was like, hey man, send these flowers to this address, and he actually <laughs> sends them, and it's to like a like 
an office building and it's just like in someone's mailbox and you just get these random flights. Like, do you know how much that can start? Imagine if the person married. Like, <laughs> like there's so many questions I need to answer. Like, we need answers, Matt Titeo. We really do, bro. Exactly, <laughs> man. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know how we got on Matt Titeo, but I'm going to stay right here where we're at. So here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. When I, if, if, when you dig deeper into that Matt Titeo story, do you ask yourself, is Matt Titeo covering up something? Is he hiding something? Because why would you go and seek a young lady on the internet or seek someone outside of Notre Dame when you're the star football player at Notre Dame and they have some beautiful women on campus? Here's the question. Here's the thing, bro. I saw a special on Dr. Phil. Don't judge me. Uh-huh. I, I watched this. I, the only reason why I watched this episode of Dr. Phil is because the alleged person who was portraying the female um, was saying how they, at first it just started off as a prank. And next thing you know, it, like this, the, the individual really, really started like a Matt tail, but they, it was a dude. It was a dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was actually a dude that was portraying to be a female. And Dr. Phil was like, bro, like, there's no way you can sound like a female on the phone. And he was like, yes, I can really sound like a female on the phone. So he wouldn't, like, he, he couldn't do it in front, of, in front of Dr. Phil. He was like, look, I can't do it in front of Dr. Phil. I got to be behind, like, a, a wall or, like, I can't do it in front when people are watching me. So he was like, all right, whatever. So they put a sheet over him, and he sounded like a female. Then they ran the, like, they ran some type of investigation to see if the voice, uh, the voice trajectory is correct. And this dude sounded like a female. Like, it was a dude that was portraying a female, bro. Wow. So we can say, man, I tell you, get catfish. He got, like, tilapia. Yeah, 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 <laughs> man. He got that He got that big, big kahuna joint, man. Yeah, and I don't watch Dr. Phil, bro, because I think he has a mangina. But we'll talk about that another Yeah, time. man, it was, I only watched it that one, that one time. <laughs> Anywho, transitioning into, uh, you know, from the Saturday games to the uh, Sunday games. But this one game did take place on Thursday, as crazy as it sounds. And that was the Philadelphia Eagles just this just manhandling the New York Giants. Um, bro, is it safe to say? Can we start thinking that maybe the Giants might be the worst team in football? So here, so so ask yourself this question, uh, Eric. This is this is what I want you to do. I want I want you to take some time, like today or tomorrow, take a step back and look and see what college quarterbacks are coming out uh, uh, as going into the draft this year. And when you do that, then you'll see where the Giants are headed, because oh, they have to replace they have to replace Eli Manning, man. It's they're they're at a point now, and, and I don't know if Eli's confidence is shot, if, if his arm is shot, but you will not win a football game dinking and dunking, especially when you got a guy who can literally take the top off of a defense. And that's the one thing that I was, uh, that's the one thing that I agreed with Odell Beckham Jr. with, he's like, listen, man, you're you're not utilizing my talent. You're not utilizing my skill. Don't Listen, I can get past. There's no defensive back in this league that can stay in front of me, and but we can't get the ball downfield. Yeah, man, and it's, it, it, to answer your question, I, I started thinking about that question that you were asking me uh, Thursday night when I was watching the game. The answer is I don't know a quarterback that's potent enough to come into this year's draft, and that goes back to what happened last year. Like, I don't know the GM's name of the New York Giants, but I definitely got some questions to ask. Why did you draft Saquon Barkley when that offensive line is just that terrible, bro? And, like, I, I get that you're saying that Eli Manning is shot, his confidence shot, but even if you put a new quarterback back there, that offense, like, you got to start with the offensive line. Like, they already let go of Eric Flowers. He was dead weight. Like, that offensive line needs so much work. Nate Soldier's out for the year, I believe. The offensive line has just been shot. So, therefore, they can – Eli Manning only has time to dink and dunk. So, I don't think you can even put uh, uh, Brett Favre back there. Like, it ain't it, – there's nothing you can 
do with that offensive line. And you got Saquon Barkley reminded me of Barry Sanders and all them years of his heyday playing with no offensive line. He's out there running for his life, and that's what Saquon Barkley's going to be. And that's why I have a problem with why Saquon Barkley went to the New York Giants is because the, the Giants needed to work on so many other places. They could have got a quarterback in Sam Darnold, or Josh Allen or uh, – Josh, uh, uh, the Rosen kid out of Arizona. There were so many different quarterbacks that could have died. Now they're sitting here stuck, and it doesn't look like there's a quarterback coming in this year's draft. What do you do? It's uh, with, with the New York Giants, it's, Saquon Barkley being drafted to the New York Giants is a twofold thing. One, they needed a really good back, which he is. Two, they needed a big name. That's what I, I think that Saquon's Barkley, uh, Saquon Barkley's name got him drafted number two as well because I mean even if they if they would have took Sam Darnold I mean he would have been a, a, a upgrade to Eli Manning but you, you you look at it you look at it like this the Giants are a franchise where Bob McAdoo told you last year uh what, who they were and what they were going to be when Bob McAdoo benched Eli Manning he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. he knew exactly what he was doing and so I don't see the Giants franchise uh, being any good for a very long time because there's not any quarterbacks that they're going to be able to bring in. Even if they bring in, uh, uh, you know, even, even if they draft a quarterback, he's still going to have to take time to develop. I don't think that there's no quarterbacks coming into the league next year that's going to be, you know, come in with a powerful arm or even be, you know, quote unquote Baker Mayfield or, or Pat Mahomes. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to uh, it's going to be tough for the New York Giants. Another uh, a question I want to ask you though, Eric. What can we take away from the Eagles win, though? I mean, everybody's like, oh, the Eagles are back. No, you played a bad New York Giants team. Yeah, and I was going to say absolutely nothing. That's just <clears> – <throat> that's that's kind of a gimme for them. You know, they didn't really – you know, Thursday night games are really tricky, but they didn't have to travel too far. I think New York and Philly is only like a two-hour uh, train ride or something like that away from each other. So, it's really nothing. I think this was a good – I would, it's like a good scrimmage game. Like, you know, like you watched some high school football this past weekend, man. It's like yeah. it's like you can play a good like you're playing an actual game that counts for something, but you know you about to sit here and Molly Watkins team like you know you about to sit there and kill them. So it's almost like you're just practicing your X's and O's and just executing. This is a good time for the Philadelphia Eagles to just tool up on some things, work on something in real live action football, and that's what I got yeah. out of the Philadelphia Eagles. Like yes, they did look good, but at the same time, I mean y'all played the New York Giants, so if they play maybe like a uh, L.A. Rams out of the NFC, and they play like that, then, yeah, okay, then, then we can sit here and talk about You know, this, this to me, this is almost like a scrimmage game for them. And Carson Wentz, man, I, I don't – listen, I, I don't I don't care that he was injured. I'm looking at the football decisions he's making. Bro, I don't – and I want to see – I don't see any difference between Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz makes some bad throws. He makes some bad decisions. Alshon Jeffrey just saves him. Mm, I don't know about that, bro. Listen, I told you, uh, remember we talked about Brian Baldinger. Brian Baldinger put out some more film, what he thought was going to be good about Carson Wentz. And I'm looking to myself and I'm saying, you're still throwing into coverage when you have men wide open. Who's the quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles not telling him, hey, you have to go through your progressions, Carson. We have players that are open and you're throwing to Alshon Jeffrey in coverage. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I guess next week we'll see, you know, what they can really do. But like I said, it, I can't really gauge off of what I saw this past Thursday because it was a scrimmage game for them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely need some more film on them to just kind of rewind and t- take a deeper dive in them. So, um, and actually, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, I'll definitely keep my eye on it because I can't really gauge anything off of last week's game, bro. Like that was just 
I think even the Philadelphia Eagles can't even use that game film to to work on their next game. So, but uh, moving on. And, Go ahead. Hey, wait, hold on. Before we move on, Eric, let me ask you another question too, a quick one. So, we overhyped the Philadelphia Eagles defense, didn't we? Probably, probably. Yeah, we did. Saquon Barkley made them look ridiculous, and you know it's. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the Philadelphia Eagles defense. But I guess we'll talk about them next week. Yeah, we can too. Yeah, so moving on, man. You actually are headed to the game to cover this one, and that would be the Houston Texans against the Buffalo Bills, man. You know, Deshaun Watson took a beating last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I know you were down there at the practice facility, you know, checking to see how things are with him. Um, is this a game where we can expect the Houston Texans to somehow go from 0-3 to 3-3? and Yes, I, I think that you will see them going 3-3. and uh, the 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 problem with the uh, with the Houston Texans is they can't score in the red zone. Last week against Dallas, they were sixteen point six percent of um, you know being effective in the red zone. And for the year, they're only like they're they're lower. They're in the lower thirty uh, percent down. Um, you know, out of thirty two teams, I think they're number thirty. They're number thirty because I think Dallas may be lower than them. But so the red zone is the issue with them not moving the ball because they rank number one in a lot of offensive statistical category. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, I think, is in the top ten as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins leads the league. Uh, he's the number one receiver in the league as far as yardage is mm-hmm. concerned. Almost got 600 and, yards catching already. Yeah, and so uh, plus, you know, with the addition of uh, Kiki, uh, Kiki Kuti, um, it's one of those, uh, and, and Will Fuller. So last week, Will Fuller wasn't effective because he's been dealing with a hamstring injury, which Kiki has as well. But uh, I think this week they got a chance to uh, actually, you know, get some treatment, and and we'll see. Buffalo Bills won't won't hold a um, won't won't be able to c- contain those receivers. And on the other side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you'll see JJ Watt and you'll see Jadavion Clowney move into a, uh, you know, be able to effectively rush the passer and get to Josh Allen. And we all know that once he gets pressure on him, man, he folds mm-hmm. like he Yeah, I expect the Houston Texans to go ahead and jump back up to 500, um, going 33, which would be pretty interesting, you know, pretty pretty immaculate to do. Um, that kind of leads into this game, to this next game, because if the Houston Texans are able to do what they need to do, this puts Jackson, the Jacksonville-Dallas game into a very, very tough line for the Jaguars. <laughs> Um, is it too early to say the Jaguars have been somewhat of a letdown this season after being so close to making it to the Super Bowl last year? I, I, I say so, but you have those, um, you know, those, those talking sports heads out there and those, uh, you know, those those pundits out there that will say, well, they don't have, you know, Leonard Fournette and that changes up the uh, the complexity of the of the defense and it's going to make them, you know, that, that makes them not a, a better team or whatever the case may be. So, uh, but yeah, they're they're a letdown, man. And, and that defense, you know, they 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 had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. But here's the thing about that, and I'm gonna jump to this today's game right quick. Dallas may give them a better game than what you think because for as good as Jacksonville's defense is, Dallas mm-hmm. defense it's not is better. As well, and they'll get yeah, they'll get to a Blake Bortles, especially for an offensive line that the Jacksonville Jaguars had. There. Yeah, man, Blake Bortles is coming off what four interceptions last week, so he's got to play, he's got to turn it around. But you know, I think so many, so much of the nation has been sleeping on the Dallas Cowboys defense because how bad the offense has been playing. Um, I don't know if this is this is uh, 
this is the opportune game for Blake Bortles to kind of regain his confidence because he's running into a buzzsaw in the Cowboys defense. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see how they um, how they operate today. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say since the Cowboys are at home, um, they played so, you know, they, they didn't really play well against Houston um, last week at the Sunday night game. I, I, for some reason, I feel like the Cowboys might get this one today. <laughs> it, it, it's going to, like I said, I, I think so as well because, for as much as as Jacksonville is going to put eight in the box against the um, uh, against the um, the Cowboys, it's it's going to be the opposite. Uh, they're not going to, you know, they they have the 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 offense. I mean, the defensive mm-hmm. lineman to get to Blake Bortles, and they don't have to worry about the running game. Uh, I mean, because Jacksonville went out and signed Jamal Charles, and we haven't seen Jamal Charles play a meaningful game at least in three years. And he's coming off of two ACL injuries as well, so. Um... Yeah, good luck with that. I hope, you know, I, I think it'll be a great game, but I just think the Cowboys, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just hurting too much on the offensive side of the ball, and that Cowboys defense is just mean. So I expect the Cowboys to win, man, but um, we got to talk about this game. You remember, like, I, you're a little bit older than me, man. You remember, like, they, you just they used to have the two, t- two teams that just hated each other, such as, like, the Dallas Cowboys against the San Francisco 49ers in the 90s. Um, uh, 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 Buffalo and, and the Cowboys, you know, for them Super Bowl runs, you know, anything in the NFC East team back in the in the early nineties, eighties, was just you know just bangers, man. You got to talk about the yeah, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like them two teams hate each other with a passion, bro. Like I think I think they are. You know, I already know the referees have already got to go into these people's locker rooms and be like, hey. We ain't, we ain't, we calling every little tippy tack thing because we're not about to let this game get out of hand. I think about last year when Juju Smith Schuster laid out, uh, who was that, Vontez Burfecht, I think? On that one. Yep. And then, and then, then Vontez laid mm-hmm. out. So I, I think this is about to be a banger, but believe it or not, bro, like who would have thought that the Cincinnati Bengals would be leading, the, would be the division leaders and the Pittsburgh Steelers would be at the bottom of the barrel, man? It's one of those things, man, when it comes to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals that you're like, what? Who? You don't know who they, say they who are. They. You That's don't know who. Yeah, you know. And I mean, it's like they'll look great. And then all of a sudden they'll just look terrible. So this game, you know, is for as bad as Pittsburgh is, you may turn around and you look, Pittsburgh may blow yeah, Cincinnati yeah, I think, out. I, yeah, I, I think I, this might be a track game for Cincy. But I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know. I just think that. They may start getting. They may start getting together, but ain't no telling with them boys, man. But yeah, Mm-mm. not at all when it comes. And uh, you know, and uh, can we believe? Do we believe in uh, Andy Dalton? I don't. Or... I don't. I don't. I either. don't either, bro. But um, I know we're a little pressed for time, so I'm just gonna run through. We're gonna cover two more games, and then uh, we're gonna try to wrap things up. I just looked at the weather report, bro, in Denver, Colorado. Did you know it's supposed to like snow today? Today yeah. it's, supposed to, it's supposed to snow in Denver and the LA Rams. Yes, oh, the, wow. the, the forecast, the twenty-three degrees, and it, the forecast is like snow. And it, it's ninety degrees here, right? It's now. like seventy-five here in Las Vegas, Nevada, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, bro, the LA Rams <laughs> got to go to Denver in the snow and play the Broncos. And not to mention, last week they almost fell into that trap against the Seattle Seahawks in that shootout. And now you tell them that they got to go back on the road again and play play the Broncos. In the snow, I don't. This is going to be that game where you're going to find out how good that hot power. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, um, I know Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks both got out were uh, laid out last week with concussions, but it looks like both of them are in the lineup today. Um, but man, that's just, them playing in the snow in October, ooh, Lord. Um, 
I don't know. If they, no. uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a huge measuring stick for the Rams. So um, they by far look like they're the best team in the league. But um, I don't think they expected to be playing in the snow uh, in the first, you know, the mid October. So being the fact that they're a Southern California team, so it'll be interesting to see how they play, man. But uh, um, I don't, I don't know about that one. And then uh, we're gonna touch up. We're gonna wrap up things tonight with tonight's game, which probably everybody in the nation will be watching. That's the Kansas City Chiefs against the New England Patriots, man. Um, last week, Patrick Mahomes looked he looked he looked mortal. He looked like a, a second-year quarterback, but still got the job done. You know, I think this is the first time he actually got to face some adversity. And, you know, the, uh, the Patriots uh, did their thing as well on the Thursday night game against – I forgot who they played, but, uh, you know, it looks like Josh Gordon uh, is getting acclimated. In fact, uh, I read an article where he said that uh, – the relationship with him and Tom Brady is very, very, very mutual. It's very genuine. And uh, the fact that uh, Tom Brady even offered to have Josh Gordon, is, 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 he's sitting right next to Tom Brady in the locker room. So his locker room is directly next to Josh Gordon, and they talk all the time. So I think that relationship is getting a little bit better. But um, what, what what do you think about that, man? About the Josh or just the Gordon, game, Tom this Brady game itself as far as – well, yeah, I guess you could say that, the whole Josh Gordon-Tom Brady relationship. That's going to be interesting, man. That may be this may be what Josh Gordon need. Although you can't take anything away from uh, you can't take anything away from the Cleveland Browns. They tried their best yeah, to, um, mm-hmm. to help him as much as they could, man. And um, and so I don't I, I I don't know if if this is more on Josh uh, Josh Gordon or if it's you know like they say the Patriots' way. So we'll see take Brady taking him up under his wing may be exactly what he needs a veteran leadership veteran quarterback a proven winner so that may uh, propel him to get back to the old Josh Gordon um second thing is I don't for as much as Bill Belichick is a great defensive mind that Andy Reid uh offense is something to be admired they are fast 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 and no matter what Bill Belichick doesn't have the players now he can be a great uh, defensive mind but he doesn't mm-hmm. have the talent and this isn't one of, this is uh this isn't one of those years where he can just throw anybody out there and they and, and you know and they'll apply the pressure or whatever the case may be Kansas City coming into this game they have to remove the fact that they're playing the Patriots mm-hmm. sometimes teams lose because they 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 get uh big eyed and wide eyed and they be like oh my god this is the Patriots oh my god this is the Patriots and they stop doing what makes them successful so Kansas City is a team that I think they've been through adversity already this year. You know, they won some, they won some close games. Uh, you know, Pat Mahomes had two interceptions mm-hmm. I think last week, but that isn't going to derail anything that he has going on. So you know, I, and there's nobody on, uh, there's nobody on the um, on the the defensive side of the ball for the Patriots that can stop uh, Tyreek Hill. And if you scheme for him, who's going to stop Ooh. Travis Kelsey? And then you scheme for him, who's going to stop Hunt? They have a really yeah. They got a yeah. They're, they're going to be a really really good team. But here's the thing: can you can you think of a time has Andy Reid beat, Bel- beat, beat Bill Belichick as a coach? I, I cannot think, think of a time, of a time that so he that's has. The thing as well is like, what can Andy Reid do to kind of change the, the monotony that he has as far as you know not being able to beat the great Almighty Bill Belichick? So um, I definitely think Kansas City has all the tools. But like you said. It's kind of like um, in boxing, bro. I think a lot of these fighters that fought Floyd Mayweather, 
kind of just froze up in the ring because they were fighting for it, Mayweather. You know, the name, the, it was the name itself yeah. and not the boxer itself. And I think that's what a lot of these teams do, like you said about the Patriots, man. Um, they look at the name. They look at, like, this big urban urban legend, you know, like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. And it's like, oh, my God, it's really them. And they're not really focusing on what they need to do to, you know, to dethrone the uh, the urban uh, the urban legend, man. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I I, you know the Kansas, Kansas City is what five and zero. This is usually right around the time of the season when they start faltering off from, uh, you know, ripping off five in a row. They kind of go into the slumber mode. So I think this will be a make it or break it game. And also the Patriots got to win this game too because Miami's creeping up with them. You know they're both three and two. So it, it, the Patriots kind of. I think Tannehill is out, is out so. today though. But you know. the Dolphins. Hey, look, Eric. Before we go on, you know I've seen a very interesting stat, man. And I, and this is more of this is more for Bill. I mean, I'm sorry, more for Andy Reid than it is for uh for for what I'm about to say. This is more uh more indicative of how great of an offensive mind Andy Reid is. Do you know that at this time last year, Alex Smith had better numbers than what Pat Mahomes mm. has? Yes, uh, completion percentage was better. He uh a- Alex Smith through week five hadn't thrown an mm. interception either. And they were five and zero. So <laughs> that just tells you that you know you want to say insert quarterback here, but Pat Mahomes is such head and shoulders above mm-hmm. Alex Smith. That is that crazy. Is crazy. Hey man, I just I just seen this, and this is just kind of I, I hate to deviate this BB real quick, but I just saw something come across the line. You and I talked about this on our radio show on Thursday. The Raiders are actually been in discussions of talk, talking about really legitimately trading Amari Cooper and their first round draft pick two years ago, Carl Joseph away, bro. Yeah. Really. Wow, and that came across the wire when we were on the uh, yeah. we were on the show on Thursday yeah. So as well. it's um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll th- th- we'll talk about them tomorrow night. Um, I think it's time for them to hit the reset button as fast as too soon. And I've also seen that uh, the Raiders might even go on a limb and uh, possibly uh, draft a quarterback in this year this year's draft if they can find one is what the rumors are as well. So um, it looks like the Raiders might be going in the opposite direction and they might have to hit the reset button with them also coming to Vegas and just starting fresh. So it, I don't know if that's a good idea, uh, especially in this market, the way the gold, the Vegas Golden Knights just came here and just tore up the city and just and took it over. I don't know if that's a good idea, but uh, that's a story for another time. And hey, man, we got time to sit here and run down these games to see who we got as winners. Uh, yeah, I got about a good five to seven minutes left. Before right. I have to so we're just going to rip them off, man. Bucks against the Falcons. Uh, Bucks against the Falcons. I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Jameis Winston is going to I'm going to go down Atlanta, man. I think Atlanta's going to do what they need to do. Pittsburgh against the Bengals, man. I think I said Pittsburgh. Uh, okay. I got the Browns against the Chargers. I'm going with the Browns. I'm yeah. going with the Browns. Raiders well. against the Seahawks in London. I'm going with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Are they playing in London? What what time? No, they're playing game? at Did 10 or 12 your time. Or whatever you do. Yeah, you play at oh, what, 12 over there? They playing yeah, at 12. Yeah, play at 12. I didn't even know yeah. they were in London. Uh I'm going to I'm going to go on the <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with uh so we got the Bears and the Dolphins Tannehill's out. I'm going with the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears too. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack. Vikings in the cards. Uh, I'm yeah, going to too. take the Vikings. Ooh, Colts against the Jets. That's just ugly. Yeah, but I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take the Colts only because I covered the high school that Andrew Luck went to. The high school yeah. game I covered on Friday, uh the team uh the Stratford um Stratford Spartans, they they lost. But 
<laughs> Andrew Luck went to that school. So I'm going to go with the Jets, man. They're at home. That's the only reason why. Uh, the Carolina Panthers against the team from Washington, D.C. I'm going with the Panthers. Oh, definitely going with the Panthers. They uh, Washington lost Chris Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, yeah. Um, the Bills against the Texans. I'm going with the Texans. I'm going to go with the Texans as well. Rams against Denver. I'm going to go with L.A. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams as well. Jags against the Cowboys. I think I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Jags. All right, and then Titans against the Ravens. Man, the Titans have been playing really, really <sighs> ugly, man. I think I'm going to go with them. Oh man, this is such a oh my god! I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my faith back into the Ravens one more time. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ravens. All right, and then I think I'm gonna take the Patriots over the Chiefs tonight. Uh yeah, I'm gonna take the uh Chiefs over the Patriots. And then tomorrow night's game, we got the Packers against Niners. I'm gonna go with the Packers, man. Uh, what JV team? Uh, what what's the name of your high school? My high school I went to. Yeah, I went to Galileo Academy of Science and Technology. All right, I'm gonna take their JV team over the Niners. <laughs> I'm gonna take y'all, y'all starting JV team, that tenth grader that, that's dealing with acne issues. I think that he can get it done against the Niners. Okay, man. All right, all right. <laughs> so moving on, man. I think, uh, hey, I, I got to squeeze this big dummy in the ward in real quick, man, because uh, he's such a letdown, bro. It's got to be the, uh, the great Jim Brown, bro. Uh, so some of y'all may not know. I'm giving my big dummy award to Mr. Jim Brown. Um, some of y'all, my, y'all may or may not know, Kanye West went to the White House, I believe, on Thursday, acted like a plum fool, and to his left. The almighty Jim Brown was there. So, Mr. Jim Brown, you do get the big dummy of the war day. Um, what were you doing there? You went from sitting next to Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robinson, Bill Russell, uh, when Muhammad Ali chose to not go to the Vietnam War and he, he, he sat out, to you're sitting with Kanye West. What, what are you doing? Like, what, why? Why? You were one of the most, we were like one of my idols as far as respect standing up for human rights, standing up for black power and just equality for everyone. Like, what were you doing sitting next to this fool? Like, we obviously already know that Kanye West needs help. But out of all people, why were you there next to him? So at the end of the day, there's no explaining that you can do at this point to justify why you were there. You just playing out, just get the big W in the war today, man. That's all I got about that clown, bro. He's done in my book. Y'all, man, listen, I told you all a long time ago about Jim Brown when he went to the uh, when he went to Trump Towers with Ray Lewis. I said, name me one thing like I live in Texas. Right. So uh, Jim Brown, where you, you weren't going, you weren't going to talk to President Trump on behalf of African-Americans. You were going to get your initiatives done in Cleveland, in Ohio. So don't go and don't don't say that you're there to have, a, uh, you know, to, to get some type of programs together for African-Americans when you were only there to push your own program. Your program's done nothing for the African-American. Let's just say African-American males in Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia. You've done nothing for that. Everything is always based around your programs in Ohio. So don't say when you come and do a photo op that you're for. You're there to help all of us. No, you and Ray Lewis were there to help yourselves and 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 to make yourselves look good. No, you notice Ray Lewis is backed out. He, he, he Steve Harvey, they didn't backed out. They, they don't. Uh-uh. You, uh, you know, go go, you know, it's crazy, man. The, have you noticed the African Americans that have wanted to go see Donald Trump, bro? Like it's been Ray Lewis, Steve Harvey, Kanye West, Jim Brown. Uh, 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 Martin Luther King the third. Martin Luther King. The, 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 Those pastors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Gray. Mm-hmm. Like, where was Dr. Cornell West? Where has been David Banner? Where has been like you know Angela Rye, uh, Mark Lamont Hill? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about uh, Roland Martin? 
where he doesn't. So Donald Trump doesn't want the people who actually have mm-hmm. boots on ground is going to do something. He wants he yes, wants man, to stuck and drive mm-hmm. the same way what Kanye West did when he went there. Because I don't have a listen. I don't have a problem with Kanye going there. If you want to go there, Kanye, go there. What you're saying really is that at this point you're not uh, willing to 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 do uh, anything for African Americans anymore. So go ahead and go there if that's what you want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But by the same token, I, I, I'm going to say this, like, don't go there and shuck and jive, because now even the White House aides have come out and said they felt uncomfortable with Kanye being there. And you can look at President Trump's face like, I don't really know what's going on, but I need the black vote. So I'm hoping that Kanye is going to help me get the black vote. And the black voters are saying we gave up on we we traded Kanye a long time ago for uh, Gary Owen. Yeah. So, um, you know, once when you start sending people that, you know, we actually represent who represent us, who actually care about us as a whole. Then we'll sit there and take it serious. But until then, you know, I've all, I've been lost respect for Steve Harvey. I, I've never liked him. I've always thought he was a fraud. Um, I could care less of what he's doing with his little program that he does wherever he lives at. I think that's somewhat of a fraud as well. I've never really been. I mean, Ray Lewis has been a clown since I think the last when they won that Super Bowl. So the people that he's sending over there, like I, I don't respect them at all. I don't take them serious. And um, you know, it is what it is. But Jim Brown, wow, what a disappointment, bro. Oh man, definitely what a disappointment. Uh my big dummy award is gonna go to two Anglo American women. One that uh I don't know if you've seen the video of the 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 woman that was in the store that accused the little nine year old boy of touching her on her butt. Oh yeah. When it was mm-hmm. really he walked by in the backpack and she called the police mm-hmm. and the police showed up. Uh you know what I'm and I'm gonna add one more thing to that too. Um and then I'm gonna uh second thing is the 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 Anglo American woman who called, I mean, uh, who tried to block the African-American man from getting into his own apartment after he had already used the key fob and she blocked the door. So when he finally went by, she followed him all the way up to his apartment like she was the like she owned the building or like she was security when she wasn't nothing but a resident, just like he was. He even told you he know who the managers and things like that was. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's almost like it, you know, like I've said and you know, I said early and often and before. The African-American male is the most hated gender and race throughout the world, bro. You you were in the military. You've been mm-hmm. to other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. We're hated everywhere. And I don't know why. Because I guess because we're such um, such a, a, a threat. And so I don't I, I just don't get it, man. Yeah. So, yeah, those two women get my uh, my, my big dummy award. Well said, man. And I know there's another story that we can go into. But we'll t- I, I carry that over for tomorrow, man. But uh, tell me what you can find you at, B.B. Uh, you can find me at uh, www.bigsarsports, um, that's Z at the end of sports, uh, .com. And, you know, that entails all my, uh, that has all my social media. Matter of fact, once I get in, I'm getting ready to put up um, a couple of articles. I'm going to put up an article for the, uh, you know, the Texans, and I'll put up one for the Astros. They won last night 7-2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're letting you know that they're a powerful, um, they're a powerful late-hitting um, team, you, they're never out of a game. No. Never, even even though Verlander had a bad game, still a uh, bad fifth inning, rather they they're still in the game. So yeah, so Big Star Sports with a Z dot com. Yeah. Oh, and hold on, every Monday through Friday <laughs> on the legendary K Wild K and the all new ninety two point three FM, uh, three to five PM Central Standard Time. Big uh, Sports Talk with Big Stars. You can find that on the website as well. Just click on Listen Live. Yeah. And once again, my name is Eric Compton. You can find me at Money Compton uh, on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Eric Compton. You can also email the show at Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. You can also find me on the legendary KYLK every Thursday, 
3.30 Central Time with Big Star Sports Radio out there as well. You can also, uh, are we doing, uh, actually, uh, I also wrote a couple of articles as well, so I think that should be on BB's website, uh, pending, yes, pending approval yes. as well. So um, you can also find me on Big Star Sports with a Z.com as well. As far as I'm, I'm uploading that today, bro. Okay. Uh, I'll put it up there today, and I'll let you know as soon as I put it up there. Okay, so yeah. So you can actually see some of the work that I do as well. So uh, appreciate the support, but uh, we got we got to cover some games, man. We got work to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So I'll talk to you later on, brother. All right, y'all take it easy. Appreciate it, y'all. All right. All right. Hey.